In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from 2 Chronicles chapter 2, verses 3-6, through 6, where I'll answer the question, what purpose does the temple serve? Second Chronicles chapter 2, verses 3-6 through 6 says, And Solomon sent word to Hiram, the king of Tyre, as you dealt with David my father, and sent him cedar to build himself a house to dwell in, so deal with me. Behold, I am about to build a house for the name of the Lord my God, and dedicate it to him for the burning of incense of sweet spices before him, and for regular arrangement of the showbread, and for burnt offerings morning and evening, on the Sabbaths and the new moons and the appointed feasts of the Lord our God, as ordained forever for Israel. The house that I am to build will be great, for our God is greater than all gods. But who is able to build him a house, since heaven, even highest heaven, cannot contain him? Who am I to build a house for him, except as a place to make offerings before him? The temple is going to become, once Solomon builds it, the locus of God's presence among the people of Israel. That's the idea, anyway. The idea is that this temple is going to be the place where all of the rites and rituals associated with the worship of the Lord are going to take place. It's going to be here that the Ark of the Covenant sits, and it's here in the temple that the presence of God will be made manifest in a way distinct from the way God's presence is known throughout the world. Here in the temple, the rites, the rituals, the religious practice of the people of Israel is going to take place. It's all going to happen right here. And as such, it needs to be a place that is absolutely stunning, a place that is beautiful, a place that is up to the task of the worship of the almighty creator of the universe. So here are three thoughts from 2 Chronicles chapter 2, verses 3 through 6, answering the question, what purpose does the temple serve? Thought number one, make offerings. It's here in the temple that all of the different offerings are going to be made. So all of the different sacrifices associated with the worship of God are going to happen here at the temple. This is where the formalized cultic worship of the Lord is going to happen. It's going to happen right here, and all of the people of Israel will know where it is that they go to make their offerings to the Lord. If they're going to make a sacrifice to the Lord, they know where to go. They know the place where they need to be. They know the people who are going to be there. They know which Levites, which priests are going to be offering up these offerings for them. They know exactly how all of these things are going to take place, and they know where it will be because the temple is going to stand there permanently. Prior to the building of the temple, they have the tabernacle, and the tabernacle moves from place to place. But here, finally, the people of Israel will be well-established in the land, and they'll finally know where to go to meet with God. Thought number two, celebrate feasts. Along with the sacrificial system is the celebratory system that goes with it. So you would sacrifice these animals to the Lord, and sometimes that animal would be all the way burnt up. But more often than not, what's going along with that sacrifice is a celebration. What's going along with that sacrifice is a feast, a joyous meal that you have with your friends and your family. And on the various feast days, the people of Israel would go up the mountain to Jerusalem. They would go up 
to the city of David to offer their sacrifices and then to participate in these grand feasts that helped to define them as a people. The different feasts that the people of Israel were commanded to do were celebratory. They were part worship and part celebration. And all together, they helped to define Israel and make them distinct from the nations around them. Thought number three, God's greatness. The purpose of the temple was to demonstrate God's greatness. And as you go through and as you read through 2 Chronicles and you look at the description of this grand temple that was built, you see that it is an absolute work of art. And Solomon, as he's writing to Hiram, knows that this is going to be such a dramatic building. It's going to be such a dramatic structure that he has to get somebody who is the absolute best to help him to put it together. He has to get the best possible materials to put alongside all those gifts given by David to put the temple together because it needs to reflect the greatness of God. Solomon's temple is one of those great majestic structures and it's a tragedy that is destroyed. It's a tragedy that it is crushed by the Babylonians, but it's great beauty, it's great splendor was all pointing to something even greater than the building itself. It was pointing to the greatness of God, the greatness of the Lord who brought the people of Israel up out of slavery and placed them in the land that he had promised to Abram so many years before. The temple serves as an indication of the greatness of God, of his faithfulness, and of his presence there among the people of Israel. These three thoughts come from the assigned reading of 2 Chronicles chapters 1 through 5. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by subscribing to this channel, by clicking on the link in the description, or by joining the Facebook group Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of Scripture together.